Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. And we return to our American Stories Mother's Day special. All show long, we're telling stories about mothers and from mothers. Up next, a story from Alan Brown. Alan's mother had him when she was only 16, and they lived a hard life. Despite the trauma, she's his superhero. Here's Alan with the story. My name is Alan Scott Brown, and I have a hero. And this is her story. Some soldiers get a medal. Some statesmen have monuments built to them, and some people have plaques on the wall for their achievements. And then there are some that you never hear about that probably should have all of the above. She was 15 years old, from a small town in Texas, and she was date raped. Tried to stop the guy, couldn't do it. She was all of five foot and 100 pounds, and she did try to commit suicide twice when uh, when depression hit her uh, as she was pregnant with me. Um, and she did marry him. You might say it was a silent shotgun wedding <laughs> without the shotgun. But abuses in the marriage uh, were terrible. He was a violent person, and uh, it was psychological, it was physical, and she protected me as a baby throughout the ordeal. A divorce did happen, finally, two years later, and uh, there would be no child support. So she knew it was gonna be a hard life, 
It was going to be rough life. And back in those days, we're talking early 60s here, that was kind of expected. You just, you just didn't get a divorce unless it was absolutely necessary. But she was a single parent with those psychological demons, and she felt like she was worthless. She felt like that her reputation had been ruined. She was uh, heavy in her faith at her church, and she didn't want to have that mark, that stain on her, of course, and she didn't know how to deal with it after all. By this time, when I was born, she was 16 years old. But we made it through things. Uh, we lived in uh, her parents' house for a while, and five years later, she remarried. And we moved all over Texas for four years. The guy she married was uh, really interested in jumping from job to job to job to job. I was sent in 11 different towns and 10 different schools, and I suffered scholastically. Uh, I was at a really bad school where we just didn't learn a lot. We watched Mr. Rogers, you know, on television, and we did artwork and listened to music, and that was about it. And then I was able to get out of there, and she was able to talk the principal in my fourth grade year to go ahead and take me if she got a tutor for me, a private tutor. She couldn't afford that, but she did what she could. She started getting jobs at overnight hours, so these overnight shifts. And we got through fourth grade just barely, and then she had to coerce the, the principal in the next school for fifth grade in another town to take me into fifth grade, even though I was way behind. So literally, I'll just tell you, I, I went from second grade to fifth grade, then that's what happened, with a private tutor in between that really cared and really did help me but it was a hard, hard time. We were poor and uh, we had a, a tough life, but I didn't think of us as poor at the time. I didn't think we were having a hard life. Yeah, I knew that at one house we lived in, I had ivy growing through my wall, but I had no idea why. I thought it was kind of cool. And th there were times when uh, there wouldn't be water or gas or there wouldn't be electricity. And, and I didn't understand why. But nevertheless, she took these overnight positions, mainly assembly line shifts, so that she could be available for me in the daytime. She was an outstanding singer, I should tell you that. She was incredible. She was like a Doris Day-type vocal, and, and she could have done a lot of things with her career, but she put that aside to make sure that she was available for me, just being that selfless that she kept getting rejected for loans and credit simply because in the 1960s, uh, a divorced woman was, well, she was somewhat looked upon in a different light than she would be today. This would be her second divorce. So she had very difficult times trying to get any kind of credit, any kind of way to get a leg up, so to speak. And she was so independent that she would not accept help from her own parents. So we lived a life of poverty and we ate government cheese and, and and the churches we would go to, she was even a second class citizen there because they would call her Mrs. Brown. They wouldn't call her by her first name. And then she was only in her mid twenties at the time. Again, I didn't understand that. She didn't really talk to me about those things, but that was a way that she saw as protecting me from keeping me from the struggles of life. And struggles of life, they were. 
there were layoffs uh, galore from a lot of her jobs that she took. I remember a time when she took a in between layoffs, in between jobs, she took an overnight shift at a 7-Eleven store in, again, another small town in North Texas. And that summer, uh, she invited me to come with her. And I did. I had been staying alone overnight in these overnight hours uh, since fourth grade. So we would go in 11 o'clock at night and stay till 7 in the morning. And that was, uh, that was quite unique to be able to be with her, to see her interact with customers and to actually help her do her job. You know, I was, you know, sweeping mop floors and whatever. And that felt like uh, warmth to me, you know, that she wanted me there. And there were little things like that, that she would do and little surprises that she would do to, to, uh, to again, make me feel like that uh, we had a great relationship and to remind me. But then early puberty came <laughs> and uh, it was not uh, always... Uh, easy for her. I physically resembled my bio father and that tore at her just sometimes looking at me walking down the hall. It uh, it ripped her apart and there were there were hard times. She began to uh, act out in different ways and for about two or three years there were some abuses that happened and uh, eventually she began to better herself. She stood on her faith. She continued to make sure that I was in church and that I studied the scriptures and that we prayed together. And uh, in my endeavors, uh, I can point back to her and see that she was my number one fan, that she was a cheerleader for me. She encouraged me in my talents and the things that I wanted to try. I took piano lessons and violin lessons, guitar lessons, vocal lessons. I got into junior high football and then it was karate. And how she ever came up with the money to do all that, I still don't know. I mean, she, she saved as much as she could, but again, we were poor. But she wanted to make sure that I was able to do the things and use talents that I had and, and, and to do the things that I loved, uh, even if it meant working harder, longer, making overtime hours happen. And, and that, that's the kind of soldier that she was. And now at 77 years old, she's starting to fade. Um, cognitive struggles are happening. And I know there's going to be decisions that are going to have to be made soon. She lives by herself and she was an umbrella for me all of my life, and now it's my turn to be her umbrella. It's an honor to be able to serve her because she taught me servanthood, and that's who she is today. So with my family and knowing what the future may or may not hold, I can tell you this. We are her medal of honor. We are her monuments. Uh, we are her memorials. And that's the plan. That's what I'm sticking to. But all in all, she was my mom. She was my dad all at the same time. I was bettered as a child. I shouldn't be here. You know, one can say that. But that wasn't God's plan, you know? It just wasn't the plan. She's a grade A, number one mother of the century. And a great job on the production by Monty Montgomery. And a special thanks to Alan Brown. All show long, we're celebrating Mother's Day 
here on Our American Stories. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.